We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey everyone, I wanted to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of all that, we'll get you your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more. That is bwhustle.com slash joy. Light Years podcast. We're recording this Sunday morning, February 21st at 10 a.m. Andy Lou, are you still infuriated at last night's Hornets game ending or have you come down to earth? I, I try to, on the podcast, try to say like, look, we, we should be getting used to these losses, Sam. Wake up this morning and I'm immediately angry. Is, that, is there anything worse than just waking up in the morning just being angry? I'm like, okay, we got to pod today. We got to think about what happened last night. And I'm right back to thinking about what Draymond did. I'm right back to thinking about what Brad Wanamaker did. Steve, like, oh, this, is why, this is why you're a Twitter person. You just wake up angry, ready to fire him <laughs> up. <No. laughs> what I was going to say, yeah, okay, so big picture Orlando the Orlando game and then the Hornets game probably the two most frustrating losses this season having mm. them back to back hard to to even come back from uh we should note Steph got pulled right before the game but it sounds like yeah. he literally had like a stomach flu or some something it's gonna happen in a season it's it's weird watch him get pulled off you know it's we're just happy that it's not like a COVID or be yeah. a, a body injury yeah, very odd. Very odd. Looked like he was like flexing his hammies or his knees or ankle or something. So, I mean, I, th- I thought he was, I thought he was done. So I was like, all right, is he out? If he's out for like a couple weeks, then now, now you're talking about like, is this a playoff team or are they going to be in the playoff run? But looks like he'll be back. Um, hopefully, hopefully uh, on Tuesday. So that was fine. I did find it surprising that this team stayed in the game for that long, Sam. Actually, they stayed in the game for the entire game, partly because the Hornets are play terrible. They actually played a lot worse than the Warriors. Like they had like 25 turnovers. Or something yeah, like that. it's it's hard to not imagine if <laughs> Steph plays. That? This is a 20 point win, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
And I think yep. that's what made this loss more frustrating. This yep. team does not have a chance to win many games without Steph Curry. I think you and I both agree. It's probably the worst team in the league. If Steph, you know, if Steph missed the whole season um, mm-hmm. and to throw one away the way they did, it's, it's more frustrating in my opinion than the Orlando loss was because you don't get many opportunities to win games like this. I thought Ubre was excellent. I thought Andrew Wiggins played well. Like, I don't know that you can expect more out of those two players without Steph Curry than what they gave you. They, they combined for 50% from the field, um, 44 points, a ton of forced turnovers, even though they, you know, the steals and blocks numbers are, you know, three and one, nothing amazing. I just felt like they were really engaged in defense and, the Hornets just look bad most of the night. Yeah, they were just oh my god. I don't I don't really understand. Like I don't really understand how they were just playing basketball. It, it felt like I was watching kind of the Warriors East, but like but with worse players somehow. Um, Eric Pascal looked like he owns PJ Washington, so I thought that was kind of the best part of the basketball game. You know, we, we could spend kind of an hour here talking shit about the game, and we will. But the cool stuff was, you know, Eric Pascal took care of Washington. That was fun. He did that last season for the for the. A uh, few people that did watch the the Warriors last season, he did that. He was yelling at him. I thought that was great. Brad Wanamaker had a bit of a, you know, outside of him holding the ball for too long for no reason. Like, what the fuck are you doing? But other than that, he made a couple of nice shots. Um, uh, you said Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins. I want to focus there a little bit just because Andrew Wiggins made some big shots. Um, bad shot selection. But I think at this point, it's like, what do you kind of expect Andrew Wiggins to like? That's just who he is. He's not going to the hole every possession. He's not crossing guys over and drawing a foul, right? Like he's going to go, he's going to sit back on his step back three or his step back mid-range Kobe light, you know, a jump shot, right? Like that's who he is. That's who he is. Kelly Oubre, anytime he gets like a set shot from the corner, that thing's going in, right? Anything else, don't count on it. But like he plays hard. I think you had. I think that's like the overarching point here, and that's when you have to have when you're a team that isn't very good and you're playing that hard. Exactly. Um, I think Ubre, by the way, has been the biggest beneficiary of the Warriors' small ball February. Um, obviously, Wiseman and Looney have been out. They're potentially back on Tuesday, but the Warriors have now played nine games or is it 10, one or the other, uh, with this de facto no center lineup, and Ubre has been by far the biggest beneficiary i'm going to pull up the numbers for you right now but he is averaging over 21 points a game in that span and efficient wow. and i have a theory on it i mean it's not even a theory as much as yeah it's 10 games 49 percent from the field 47 percent from three 21.2 points seven rebounds uh, the defense and activities always there. Yep. I just think he's in a position to succeed more. He's playing a lot more power forward. He's kind of being a de facto five on offense some of the time. And, you know, ask him to play shooting guard with a congested paint. Probably not his game, but let him take advantage of his athleticism in space. He can do a lot. He can do some things for you. Yep. Yep. Andrew Wiggins had him come down and transition. made a really nice cross court pass. Draymond Green finds him every time. It's fun watching. Like, he was the most fun player to watch in the Orlando game. And then he was the best player for the Warriors, I think, last night. Um, and that, that's, that's insane. Uh, the team kind of needs him. Um, I wish you could give Kelly Oubre's kind of a heart to Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> like, that would be – like, I'm not even talking skill, Sam. Like, forget the skill part. It's hard to ask people to develop skill five years into their career. But – Man, if Andrew Wiggins had the type of heart that Kelly Oubre had, like that's a fantastic basketball player. Um, but no, it's good to watch. It's good to watch Oubre uh, play right now. I want to talk about Draymond Green. Okay, let me <laughs> let me pull this back then. Um, so I threw up a poll at the end of the game, and my poll at the end of the game was, "Who do we blame the loss on?" So we should unpack this for people who didn't watch the whole thing. Um, Wanamaker gets key <sighs> rebounds. They call it a jump ball. Steve Kerr did not call timeout. He says he tried to call timeout, but they didn't give it to him. Um, they then do the jump ball, and it is a second kind of tussle between um, Gordon Hayward and Draymond Green. And Draymond just throws one of his typical tantrums. And he gets double-teched and ejected. 
And then Terry Rozier, who basically turned into Steph Curry in the fourth quarter, uh, obviously first they hit the two free throws to tie the game. And then he hits the walk-off shot. Just really just a, a, a horrendous loss. So I asked people, who do you think holds the loss the most? Kerr for mismanaging the end of the game, Draymond for the tax, the refs for double teeing him and essentially getting involved in the game, or just kind of like, guys, you need to calm down with the, uh, with the freakouts. And of the mm-hmm. 2,500 people who voted on this poll, 55% Ooh. blame Draymond. The next Ooh. closest was 22% who said the refs were just out of line. Uh, only about 10% blame Steve Kerr and another 14% just more like, dude, it just happens. It's the NBA. So with that said, I do feel like the big story here is Draymond Green. Yeah. Um, shots to the 14%. Wow. Just that's the NBA. That is, that's a composure that we need. It's just very, very calm and collected people out there. <laughs> uh, maybe they were Hornets fans. Um, I, the end of the game annoyed me and and I, I you can blame anybody you want like i'm okay with that that's fine but just watching the whole game and watching draymond play basketball the last two games sam that was the worst part it's just it, he had six points yesterday and i actually i don't even know if he had six points he had six points against the magic he might have had five he had points five last night. he had a three he had a he had a three and then he had like a left hand tip layup it's like i don't even know how that went in um, but there's at least three layups that rimmed out that he really should have made. Horrific on offense right now. Horrific is the only way to put it. And then on top of that, on top of the fact that right now teams are playing four and five against them, um, even when Steph is on the floor, and I've always said like that assists are overrated. Absolutely overrated. You are looking to pass the ball every single possession right? And every time you're getting someone open, it's because Steph is pulling three guys toward him. Congratulations. Aaron Baines could have made that pass. Like there are certain plays that he's making that are like, okay, yeah, only Draymond can make these. He's dribbling up the floor. He's making a nice pass. Awesome. But most of the time it's like, dude, like the only reason you have the ball and you're passing the ball is because what the hell else are you going to be doing? Defense is fine. Like against the magic struggled a little bit last night was okay. But like part of that was the Hornets was so bad. Um, And then at the end to cap it all off, Dude, you're not 23 years old. <laughs> is this Draymond's first season in the league, Sam? Like, what was that? Like, is this your first I'm, time playing basketball? How I'm do you get, not understand not to do that? Steve, yeah, Kerr, yeah. Steve Kerr said he should have gotten involved. He kind of took the, you know, he's trying to protect Draymond, but he also said Draymond has to be better than that. Um, he crossed the line. That's the main thing. Um, you know, we we love his passion and his energy and, you know, we would not be the team we are without him. Um, but that doesn't give him license to cross that line, and he knows that. Yes. Um, and to me, it's just like, dude, you want to be a leader of this team, but you only want to be a leader when it's convenient for you. Like, at this point, he has to know his reputation, and it's just getting tiresome. They threw a game away because – he threw tantrum right there, right? Like, does Wanamaker get double teched for yelling like that? Eh, probably not. But he also doesn't do No. That. Yeah. Yeah. No, great point. And I think like they threw a title away with him doing that, but that's okay because they were only there to win the title because of him, like him, Steph, Clay, right? Like those guys. But like he was a huge part, I would argue, second best player on that team. Um, over Clay. Now, yeah, now you're doing that stuff when you're averaging. F- three points a game on 28% shooting, Sam. And, and that's what you're doing. And it's like, all right, he's a great defender, but it's not like he's all world. Like, like, can we, can we say like Rudy Gobert is probably a better regular season defender right now than Draymond? I would say yes. Right. Like, it's not like he's the best defensive player in the league. He's a good, he's a good defender. The top first team, second team, but it, it doesn't justify like all the bullshit that like, especially when you can say they lost that definitively, they lost that game because of that. Right. They lost that game because if he didn't do that, who knows what would have happened? Worst comes to worst. Maybe it goes to overtime. Right. And like the thing I would say, maybe the good part of that is, Sam, like Wanda Scott Harrison said after the game, like, hey, we're going to rock with Draymond no matter what. Because like what else is like Andrew is Andrew Wiggins going to go up to Draymond and be like, hey, cut the shit. Right. Like nobody on this team is going to say that unless it was like KD. And we saw what KD did. He was like, I ain't dealing with this shit. I'm done. 
right? So there's nobody that's going to say no to this. So there's the upside where they're kind of stuck with this unless Clay comes back and says, I'm done too. But that's the upside. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, and it's just getting tired to me more than anything. It's like uh, it'd be one thing if this was going on, like you said, and we're getting 2015 or 2016 level Draymond who, in my opinion, was probably a top 12 to 15 player in the league. Like he was that good at the peak of his powers. Now, I mean, he's still good. Don't get me wrong. He has an absolute impact on this team overall, but the diminishing returns, the inability to score the ball, it's all starting to, you know, it's, it's just not moving in the right direction for me. Yep. Yep. Um, a few years ago, we, we, did a few rounds of podcasts on like, hey, what do, what do we think Draymond's going to look like? Kind of jokingly like, hey, it might, it might all go poorly uh, when his body gives up on him. And partly that was one of the things, but also the way that he plays basketball, the way that he has that fire is it might not be good when you're not that good anymore. Like that, that type of play might not work out if you're just not very good. And this is what's kind of happening. And one of, the, one of the things on that play was, why didn't he just get the ball? after the tip, after the jump ball, why didn't he just grab the ball? Instead, he's over here tipping to another player and it ends up in Gordon Hayward's hands. And part of that is because he didn't want to, sh- he didn't want to shoot free throws. Like he has no confidence in anything he's doing right now, offensively. So when he gets a rebound, other he's trying passing. to give it away. Other than passing, right? So it's like, he didn't want the ball because he was going to have to shoot free throws. He didn't want to shoot free throws. He don't want to shoot a three, even though like there's nobody 80,000 feet next to him. And I think a lot of the stuff that he's doing is, is in hindrance to the team it's you can't do this stuff and still win unless you have Stephen clay on the team um or the team or the other team drops 25 turnovers right so i don't know it's frustrating sam i don't know like it's it's not i don't think it's getting any better uh, before the season it's like hey hope he shoots 30 percent from three at this point like the the, the standard for so 25 <laughs> i don't even i don't even know what the standards are shoot up shoot the ball Shoot it eight times a game. Shoot it like field goals attempted is what we're doing now, Sam. Like, can he shoot the ball eight times? He a is game? averaging the least field goal attempts of his career, five and a half a game um, <laughs> since he's become a starter. Oh, so I'm not counting like year one when he played twelve. Yeah, yeah. Bench. Um, last year, for example, he took seven point three. Even with KD, he was taking an average of about seven. Not saying that that's or eight. Not saying that that's you know some amazing number but he shot it just enough to keep defenses honest um i I don't what do the warriors do with him here that this is the bigger question i guess you and i have like someone has to get on him about doing more to be more of an offensive threat but i don't know that he responds to that kind of coaching there's a reason steve kerr will let's just say um be more critical of steph through the media than he will of draymond because he knows Steph can handle it. He knows Clay can handle it. He knows if he says that about Draymond, it's probably not going to be well-received. And, I mean, that's emotional intelligence from a coach. You can't coach everyone the same way. But it's also like at, someone's got someone's to do something about this because for all the good he does, he's almost throwing it all away by the bad he does, by not shooting the ball, by teching himself up. And, you know – it doesn't look like it's getting better. Um, I, I was willing to give him the slow start because of COVID and everything, but at this point, it doesn't look like there is this added level that's going to come back. Yeah, yeah, he played. He played on an on an injury back to back in the road game too, right? Like beginning of the year, he struggled in road games because we think because of COVID. Maybe partly that's not the case anymore. Maybe it's just him. I think the only way you get better off of it is just you get more offensive players and just say, Draymond, just, just play defense as best as you can. Um, you just can't do the two-way stuff as much anymore because you're not getting Giannis, right? You're not getting Joel Embiid. Uh, well, maybe, maybe, who knows? But maybe Giannis, I should say. Um, but who knows? But, like, at this point, it's you just – you throw – people don't like Zach Levine, Sam, because Zach Levine doesn't play defense. Bradley Beal, same thing. Those guys are horrific defensive players. They have athleticism. They have they're not, they're they not have, horrific defensive players. 
<laughs> I, will, I, will, well, I will dispute that one. But they are not well, great defensive players either by any stretch. Yeah, they're not very good. They're not very good. They're not Kelly Oubre. They're not Andrew Wiggins. Not that Kelly Oubre is some savant on defense. Partly because, like, they don't have to play defense. Their team doesn't require them to play defense, right? Like, why would Bradley Beal try and play defense if he can average 35 points and look cool uh, on Twitter? So, like, most people are like, well, if you just get a player that's kind of empty stats, like, what's the point? And the point is that, dude, you can't have Draymond on the floor with other guys that are mediocre offensively. Then all of a sudden you can't score, and you're not that good offensively to begin with or defensively um, with those guys. So I think you just, I don't know, man, you just throw as many offensive players out there as possible and hope Draymond can can help put together a defense uh, that's passable, right? Like, you just, it, what they're doing now is what, top five defense, top five, top ten? Uh, yeah, they're top five. Offensively, like top twenty. So I don't know. Maybe you go the other way. Who knows? It's just it's ugly though. With, with yeah, the, the balance is. I mean, by going all in on defense, you're seeing the limitations of someone like Draymond offensively because without Steph on the floor, it's the worst offense in the league. Steph is like dragging them to average on offense. Yeah, and I don't know that anyone else could even do that. To be honest with you, it's um, you know for all the critiques of oh Bradley Beal doesn't play defense. Well, Draymond doesn't play offense, you know, like it's not like, like, uh, you know, there's this thing among warrior fans that they want to be elitists about defense because of the switching and what made the Warriors successful. But what made the Warriors successful, in my opinion, was that they played two ways. Like, obviously, Steph wasn't as good on defense as Draymond was, but he played defense. Draymond obviously Mm -hmm. was nowhere near as good as Clay or Steph on offense, but he played offense. Now he's not playing offense. Now he's defensive specialist to a degree. And um, I just want to bring up one last thing to your Beal and Levine point. They've shown me they can play a level of defense. The question for me is if you get them in the right team, that's competing, how good can their defense be? You know, is it enough to be passable to compete with teams or are they going to be the uh, yeah. D'Angelo Russell? And I don't think they would be D'Angelo Russell level bad, but like, you know how you saw with D'Lo last year, like, there's yep. no hope he can be passable on defense. It's just not happening. It's not happening. With those guys, Bradley Beal was passable when the Wizards were competing. Levine this season is showing he's willing to play some defense. I'm not sure how good their defense can get, but I'm at this point I'm willing to see because this whole yeah. uh, put goons yeah. around Steph thing, like we love it, but. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you're not getting offense from Draymond, it's just like, what are we doing here? Yeah, uh, exactly. If he doesn't have to score 38 points for them to win a basketball game. Like he's gonna he's gonna play harder on defense, and it's not like he's not like it. It's literally let's see let's watch let's see what happened with Andrew Wiggins, right? Terrible defensively with Minnesota, Looking unengaged. Enough. Yeah, now he's now he's making a case for all NBA defense. I don't think he'll get it, but he has a legitimate yeah. case to be one of the best wing yeah. defenders in the league. There you go. Yep. All right, we're gonna come back uh, after the break with the guest. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to roman.com slash now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. 
a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash lightyears and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Go to getroman.com slash lightyears and get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. GetRoman.com slash light years. Get started now to save $15 off your first month of treatment. Now we have a special guest. Uh, he's been on the show in the past, Coach Jason Maples. First, before we start, Maples, can you tell us uh, about your show, Temple of Hoop, and where our listeners can find it, what days you guys are posting, et cetera? Yeah, Tim, appreciate y'all having me back, first of all. Yeah, Temple of Hoop is the podcast, me and me and my homie Kings. Um, we post we post every Monday morning, just a show about, it's, it's Lakers-centered, but we talk about uh, other stuff going on in, in the league. It's just, you know, fun with about 45 minutes. It's on uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and, I, and, and iTunes. So just all the, anywhere you can get a, get a, get a podcast pretty much. Perfect. Yeah, no, I've been enjoying the episodes recently. You had uh, Antonio Daniels last week, right? That was pretty Ooh, good. Yeah, that, 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 that was fun. That was interesting because, you know, uh, I'm, a lot of people on Pelicans Twitter aren't the biggest fan, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but AD was rocking with me. So we had a good little nice little hour discussion about the league and what the Pelicans are doing. So that was fun, man. I appreciate it. It's growing. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody Love for it. listening, man. Absolutely. So right before you came on, we were discussing Draymond Green. Um, <laughs> obviously, the uh, the double ejection uh, last night. I, I feel like you're good for at least one of these a season where he gets himself ejected and costs you a game at this point. Um, but like on the bigger issue, he's shooting 36% from the field. He He's just not shooting the ball, period. Averaging yeah. five points a game. And Andy and I were discussing, like, how do the Warriors even build around him going forward? Because with his contract, I don't see them trading him anytime soon, um, at least not for value. I mean, I'm sure you can dump him on someone, but all you're doing is taking back, like, Enos Cantor and, like, stuff that's just going to make the team worse, right? So Enos Cantor yeah. might shoot more than five times a game, though. You know, I might, I might yeah. be cool with Enos Cantor. Here's the thing with, uh, with, with Draymond for me. It's about – it's the same question. Is it worth it? Cause you saw with Dennis Rodman all over all those years and in, in the nineties, as long as it was, he was helping you win, you deal with the nonsense. Right. But he goes to the Lakers, pulls the same stuff. He's not as good of a player. You got to cut him in <laughs> after two weeks. Right. So it's just, it's just a, is it going to be worth it for them going forward? And the way he plays is not being a scoring threat. I think it limits what you can add to the Warriors roster. So it, it's, it's tough, man. A lot of it's going to depend on, what they got around him. I'm glad uh, Ubre finally started playing well and then Wiggins finally is, is able to score. So it makes it a little better. And the other part of it that's so tough is he does so much for you defensively. He raises your defensive defensive ceiling that much higher, even the floor. So it's rough, man. He just, you got to hope he just, you know, I said my goal was eight to 10 points a game. He's got to get eight to 10 points. A game. He's giving you eight to 10 we, points a week. <laughs> we, we're, we literally, we ended the Draymond segment by saying like, we'd be happy with eight to 10 shot attempts. Okay. Yeah, he's just, just yeah, so man. yeah, right. Like he's got it. There's got to be some level of confidence of like I want to shoot the ball. Yeah, I, I saw the the Orlando end of the Orlando game, and they just got his guy and the guy chasing Steph around the court. He's at the top of the key by himself. <laughs> like that is that is CYO. We want to make the, the the third grader who can't reach the rim yet shoot the ball. So we're gonna chase the guy around Jeez. the court. That was ridiculous, man. I can't believe. I was like, that is that is an NBA player being guarded like that. That's nuts. Yeah, and, and that's like kind of part of it where, you know, it got exposed against Orlando, who uh, Steve Clifford actually made a bunch of scheme adjustments. He put uh, Kim Birch in the starting lineup and stuff like that. But like right. game to game, most teams aren't doing that. That's the type of thing that when the Warriors get to the playoffs, every coach is like, all right, we're just we're going to double step and dare Draymond <laughs> to score 20 points, right? Right. And just hopefully you hope by then Wiggins is, is comfortable having to go and get 25 if, if he needs to. And Ubre is hopefully his offense is is I think positive aggression finally hit, so hopefully that sticks. And 
you get Looney back, right? And then Wiseman's back. So that's a vertical lob threat at least. And, you know, offense can be passable. I think if depending on matchup, they can win a win a first round series. Like even if like this is a spicy, but if, if Utah's the one and the Warriors end up in eight, I think that's as good as you can ask for. Sick mind. Like, no, seriously, I'm serious. I'm serious because you got Goldberg who's gonna play drop coverage. Mm-hmm. Like that's their standard. That's an opportunity for Steph to go off, right? Mitchell is not the most efficient as far as stars no. go. He's do he's good for a, a seven for nineteen game at some point in the series. So I think if you're the eight seed and Utah ends up the one, I think you know, was that two thousand seven? Yeah, <laughs> well, we believe fives <laughs> only in the arena this time. <laughs> that that would yeah that would require guys like Andrew Wiggins to have the same type of uh, fire that Matt Barnes has, which I don't I don't know if he I don't know you know I don't know if he has that at him. <laughs> Right, you're so, not yeah, you're not buying the Jazz uh, being a Lakers. Uh, no, no, I think it's, then, huh? I would. I, the Jazz are really good, but I just think the way that it's, it's two things. One, for some reason, Anthony Davis, the one time he has fire under his belly is when he sees Gobert. Like over his career, for some reason, when he sees Gobert, it's time to get in the kill mode. I wish he was that guy all the time. So that's the uh, first thing. Uh, the second thing, I just I don't trust the Wings to be able to guard LeBron over a course of a series. Like Royce O'Neal's only, he's a good defender, but he's only 6'4". At some point, LeBron's just going to, I'm going to baby you and put you in, in the block. And the gyms are empty, so there's a higher chance of, but that three-point shooting that Utah's doing, I don't know if that's sustainable that over is, the course of that. that, that it's like, it's ridiculous right now. Yep. So, yep. I don't know. Those are the three things I think are kind of iffy with Utah. That that's the that's the I think the the problem, and I'm glad you point that out because with Utah, uh, it's the thing with the Warriors. It's anytime somebody goes on some type of like you saw last night with the with the Hornets, and this is a maybe a fundamental organizational problem. They made like three threes to get back in the game in a row. Right, they made three in a row, and you're just like, and you're just you're watching the Warriors, and you're like, well, Steph's not out there, so they're not gonna like. There's a problem with Fitz. I don't know if you're watching the game with Fitz on Maples, and good if you're not. You know, you're not, you're not a Warriors fan. <laughs> But like any time the Warriors shoot two threes in a row, Fitz is going. Oh, you can't do that. You can't. You got to get to the hole. It's like who on this team is getting to the hole? Who's yeah, is Andrew like, Wiggins? <laughs> Andrew Wiggins got a handle. He can get to the hole. Like, what are we doing here? If you got to open three, shoot the three. Yeah, and that's, that's a problem with the Warriors. It's, right? it's, it's yeah. where the game is now, man. Like yesterday, Portland took fifty-five threes, like in ninety-eight shots total. It's just where the <laughs> it's just where the game is right now, man. So I think Fitz is kind of outdated without what he's looking at. Shocking. And yeah, by the way, to the jazz Shocking. point, 42 threes a game and they're yeah, hitting about 40% of them. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Saying. I don't know what you do with a team like yeah. that. Like, that's such a, you're just going to lose. You're going to lose if they, yeah. keep that. like, they're going to like, I'm going to say the, if they keep that up. They're going to win a championship. If they shoot like that in the playoffs, they're going to win Steph Clay KD numbers. Yeah. That's like the, when the 2017, no, you know, what was crazy to me Well, the Warriors had Steph and Clay, right? They are never at the top of the league in three point attempts. It's Not always attempts, like yep. they were used as a decoy to put pressure on the rim with like cuts and back screens. So that's weird that the Warriors never leaned into, hey, let's just get Steph and Clay 15 threes a night, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, well. <laughs> Steve, Steve's got his own. Yeah, I, and your Steve, your, your Steve Kerr tweets. Uh, I think the poll, who will be blaming tonight? Steve and then Kerr. <laughs> that, that was pretty hilarious. Who do you do? Who did you blame last night? Who, who who was the guy? Who did you feel? Was it was it Kerr not calling a timeout? Was it yeah. Draymond losing his mind, or were the refs just? I think I think it's it's a it compounded. Like first, Wanamaker didn't they get the timeout with Wanamaker? But Dre, I put more on Dre. He's a champion. He's been there. He's got to understand that in the Western Conference, every game's gonna matter. And I think the Warriors should try to avoid the playing situation. So I think that 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 could be a big loss coming toward the down the stretch the second half of the season every game is going to matter so Dre got Dre got to eat that one man that that was just unacceptable like when I watched it when I watched it I saw the tweet the tweet about it I went and looked at it, I was like there's no way what they tweeted happened happened when I saw it. <laughs> what the hell he really did that, oh, that the man, was nuts, the man, man is over 30 years old yeah, that's and like what are you doing? doing here and the crazy part is Kerr still took it easy on the guy in the uh wow. in, in the and, 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 and i don't think he has a choice there because like i don't think draymond's <laughs> gonna react well if he you know he goes full bobby knight on it at a press that was funny. did you see what she she said uh uh kerr hadn't spoken to draymond since 2016 at okc <laughs> <laughs> he said he hadn't said a word to him. yeah i got yeah. nothing 
I got nothing. I got nothing. Last time someone talked to him was KD, and he's out there. He's out there enjoying life in Brooklyn now. Yeah, so I, that, that's, that's man. Hopefully, Draymond is weird, man. He's so he's obviously helpful. It's just he's just so limited in his box. There's not much you can add around him. Like, it has to be extremely specific about what you add around him, which is why I kind of get the I don't agree, but I get the Lamelo thing because so because you have to think about him. He does have to play with Draymond and Steph. And I think Draymond's the bigger issue actually than people were saying Steph was. If we're talking about. The, yeah, uh, the, the Steph the thing, I was just like, okay, that's BS. There's, yeah. <laughs> there's no, like, Steph loves playing with other guys who can initiate the offense because then he can just float around and, like, right. pop off for 30 points out of nowhere. Right. Um, but but Draymond has no function if he's playing next to someone else who needs the ball in their hands on a consistent basis. What's that you say? Traffic traffic cop offense? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just just at the top of the key, yeah. pointing around, like, you go there, you go there. That's, that's, that's Draymond right. these days. Um, let's get into that. Uh, so we haven't seen Wiseman in a couple weeks. Um, he should be back on Tuesday. At least that's what they're aiming for right now. And Lamelo in general, that was not a good game for him last yeah, I was, night. Yeah, I was, I was looking at you. We got we, we should have got a better game coming into this, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get the rematch next Friday. Um, hopefully Wiseman plays, so it'll be a little more fun. Maybe you know Lamelo will be a little more into the game. Um, where are you at with those two as prospects? Thank you for asking. It's first of all, it's not binary. People think yes. because I said <laughs> I like Lamelo that I don't like Wiseman. I think Wiseman is going to be good. I think Lamelo is special. Like a rim running center, you can find those at the draft at at any point. So <laughs> unless Wiseman's going to develop a, a jump shot and some face up scoring ability, a la Anthony Davis, then I think you could have got a similar player later in the draft, right? Six, seven point guards who come into the league as top 10 passers with top 10 floor vision, those don't come along ever, ever so often. So that's why I said you take LaMelo. And I also thought it was insurance because Clay went through the, the Marcus Cousins thing where it was ACL, then Achilles, or I think Clay had a, uh, it, was, it was reversed with DeMarcus. So you have to have insurance for another guard, right? And just in case Clay's not the same guy, which is a high possibility being on, you know, that's 30 years old. So that was where I was thinking. I think when you draft in the top three, you can't worry about fit. You have to worry about, okay, we have to take the best guy and then we'll work from there. And if LaMelo, if that makes Kerr have to actually coach, right? <laughs> if it makes Bob Myers, okay, I have to get some, get some players who fit these guys, these potentially special players, then that's on Bob Myers. But to just say, I just read the articles, you posted red stuff that was put out there. Uh, we just took the fit. I think that is a process problem. Uh, third view it's a process problem with the war. Even if it ends up Wisen being uh, the right pick, I, that's I don't agree with that process. Going that's how you end up taking Greg Oden over KD, right, or Sam Bowie over Michael Jordan. Like you make Oof. those those yeah. type of <laughs> those type of decisions when you try to worry about fit that high in the draft. So I think the most charitable explanation give the Warriors here is, and Steve Kerr alluded to this in his pregame. Uh, he said he's shooting the ball a lot better than what we saw. Okay. Um, and, you know, that could be just protecting what happened or not, but like, let, let's give them the most charitable explanation here. They didn't think LaMelo could shoot the ball. Obviously, um, if LaMelo can't shoot the ball, I understand having like a lot of trepidation. But from what we're seeing right now, he's more than capable of hitting enough shots to be a threat from the outside. Yeah, I think the, I think I may, maybe you may have said this, but the more important thing about him shooting is that he thinks he can shoot. Right. Oh, so he, that, had one. he shot one from 26 <laughs> yesterday and, and, that, and made that, it. Right, right. Ooh. And that is the, that is the issue where, okay, at some point, that the production is going to match the confidence, right? So I think if he shows that, that has you a little like, okay, maybe that's something we should have overlooked or maybe say, hey, he's 19. We can work with him on his shot, right? Because you see, right. his, you can keep it in front. His brother could not shoot coming into the NBA, had the shot over here, left side of the face. Much worse. Yes. He's at 37% on high volume the last two years, just, you know, being coached up which is part of when you have 19-year-olds and you're in the league, coaching is a big part of it now, right? That's why I said Steve Kerr would have had to coach players and not his system, which seems to be there you go. The, the seesaw here with the, with the Warriors and what they're doing. 
it, let, let me ask you this. If you were put yourself in, in Stefan Draymond's shoes, because I think, you know, Clay didn't care, you know, they could have drafted, <laughs> they, they could have drafted, uh, I'm trying it to think was literally in the hospital when the draft happened. Yeah. So. <laughs> Clay, yes, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Clay is, is also the easiest plug and play guy in the NBA to me. Yeah. You, yeah. you put Clay on any team in the NBA, he fits. I guess that's that's my, look at LeBron, LeBron recruiting. Okay, I already hear it. Stop. <laughs> um, but like, if you're put yourself in Stefan Draymond's shoes, like I think these guys wanted James Wiseman. Um, do you think, like, do you, like, part of that's got to matter? But if you were Stefan Draymond, is there part of you that thinks like, okay, like maybe Lamelo Ball would be good for me? Because I think, in my opinion, like as much as you know, I do want to say Steve Kerr and Bob Myers, all these guys just pick kind of the best talent available, which is Lamelo. Like, I think Steph probably went in there. Draymond probably went in there and said, give me the big guy. He's going to help me play defense, presumably. And he's going to help me finish lobs at the rim, which is something that Kilal Looney and Azili and all these guys <laughs> has never been able to do. Like, I think that's part of it. And I, I think that's the tough part. If that was part of it, then I completely understand. My thing, is there a history of Steph and Draymond? I think Draymond yeah, was, was one of a later first-round pick, right? Don't worry, that that don't worry yeah. about that one. Don't worry about Evans. Don't worry about that one. Yeah, so, so there's a little Good bit point. of a history. There's a little bit of a history there as for, for as far as Draymond. But I don't recall Steph ever. Wow. Steph ever show any? No. You know, trying to have any pull with 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 personnel moves ever. ever? We do know that he Never. really liked Wiseman because Wiseman went no. to his camp. No, okay. So that's just he he just had a familiarity with Wiseman. Like okay. he spent time with him as a high school kid. I don't know that Lamelo ever went to his camp. Lamelo's whole development pipeline is just unorthodox i feel like that's part of the warriors like they they don't know what to do with someone who didn't come through kind of a more traditional path like it's the worst it's hard to uh, like like they wouldn't have drafted anthony edwards like that's the like right same thing like what sam's talking about right and that's weird to me like and i know though this is the issue i don't know if it but kerr said some really nasty things about lavar the the year before like that was like i'm not gonna say below Mm -hmm. the belt because lavar did was kind of out of pocket with how he was talking about Luke Walton, but Kerr Kerr's rebuttal was like, "Yikes! That was a uh, to have them have to meet after that would have been kind of weird." <laughs> no way. No and way. I and I do think that's why they keep saying it's about fit, and we wanted to <laughs> yeah. because they they don't want to open that can of worms, whether it's fair or not. Like, it's just it's an uncomfortable thing that no one wants. You know. The organization. You got guys asking about does Steph talk to Aisha? Somebody definitely would have asked Kurt, like, "Hey, <laughs> uh, when you called uh, Lavar the Kardashian of the NBA uh, circle, what did you mean by that?" So he definitely would have got asked that. They're asking Steph, does he talk to Aisha Curry? Like, that was yeah. wild. That's I mean, Warriors media has some funny. Be- you you should be around when when they've got like the people from China uh, covering the Warriors. Like that's uh, always fun. Like, it's it's, it's always the dri- it's the drive by reporters who are funniest or like there yep. for one specific reason, trying to get yep. like a viral clip. It's, it's uh, never Israeli. It's never like the beat, some. It's never like the yeah. beat guy who's you know asking the same question about pick and rolls every game. <laughs> and that, that would be Slater. Um, like. It, like that's why from minute one we said Steve Kerr's not like this isn't happening like as much as people kept saying like LaMelo might be he might do this he might do that he might be if he can shoot 35 percent he could be like the best player top 10 player in the NBA and all of us were just like dude like Steve Kerr will say he doesn't have any power but I guarantee you if Kirk walks in there and says guys I think LaMelo's I think I think we should draft him like Steve Kerr is gonna say I'm quitting yeah, I'm, think- I'm off this team <laughs> That's funny. That that's what Sam's told. Like in the in the little group chat we have, Sam actually said that he was like Sam sources. Yeah, Sam was like Sam was like, "There's no way they're taking." Like this is before the draft. Like all the stuff. Yeah. Sam was yeah. like, "There's just there's no way they're taking Lamelo." <laughs> just zero chance. Um, what I was gonna say is let, let's talk let's talk James Wiseman though because like yeah. I feel I've I've come around on your point that like if there was a draft redo because LaMelo has shown me he can clearly shoot the ball enough. Like it's a no brainer for me. I'm taking a six, eight playmaker who, who has special vision and can shoot the ball over a big man, no matter what, like I would take him over a quite frankly, a, a less raw big man. Um, but James Wiseman does look like a really good player. And yeah, I just yeah. don't want to get into this situation where like, I see it with Suns fans. No matter what DeAndre Ayton does, there's just anger that he's not uh, <laughs> Luca or Trey Young. You know, right? Like I don't want to get there. Um, so, what have you seen from James <sighs> Wiseman, and what do you think he can be as a player? I'm thinking um, like that Chris Bosh face up, right? And then um, yeah, I don't know what happened. He was making threes earlier in the season, and then all of a sudden he just he couldn't shoot anymore. 
every now and then, like it would pop it would pop off my screen. Those coast to coast plays, he like he would get a charge every now and then. Right. So like that's part of the growth, but the ability to do that on the NBA floor at 19, like I'm going to rebound and push the break, and the team is just running. Like guys are comfortable watching him do that. Like that is eye opening for me. Like that shows like okay, the ceiling might be this instead of like lower, right? So it's higher ceiling. So there's I'm there's like on. one to two of those plays of the game where you're like, oh my god, yeah, exactly. Like, is that Giannis or something like that? Yeah, right. It's just it's like it makes a freak athlete play where you think, okay, this is this is what they saw. So like I, I've said before earlier on, on the show, it's not binary. Like they're both going to be like this whole like this whole draft in general was completely undersold in my opinion. I remember saying up like this is a good draft. There's just no clear cut sexy name like this guy's going to change your franchise. No Zion. Yeah. Exactly. There's are just are tons of good players up and down with draft as you can see in the NBA. And these guys are doing this with no training camp and literally no practice during the season. So this That's right. is That's right. It's completely overproducing to what people thought they were. But I I like Wiseman. I think at, at minimum he's that 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 Jared Allen mold right at at the minimum his his floor is the rebound, rim running, lob finishing, right? That's his floor. But his ceiling, if he continues to build like a face up, he can hit threes, he can run the floor. I think he'll be able to, you know, excel in that role and possibly be an all-star caliber player. I think I think that's I think the the Luca uh versus Aiden is a is a fun one just because I don't think Lamelo like he's not I don't know. I don't think he's Lucas Luca could well, have they don't play the same. Week. That's a, that's kind of the um, no they don't, they don't but I think in either. terms of like the the talent gap, like the generational yeah, yeah, talent gap, which is like like DeAndre Ayton's like run of the mill, I think. Like okay, that's that's too much. But like he's a good <laughs> basketball player. Like he's good, he's good, he's good, he's good. But like I think Wiseman has a lot more to his game than than Aiden. And I think like I think Luca ends up being impact wise a lot better than Lamelo. Oh, I don't know. Like I like Luca, but it's just Luca's hard to watch. Lamelo was still fun to watch last night, despite the fact like he didn't play very well. Like he was still fun. Like he's someone that like it, it was kind of like watching a. Um, I mean, LeBron averaged like 20 the moment he <laughs> entered the NBA, but like <laughs> LeBron had that like size and pa- like the size and passing. That's really what it is. Yeah. Like when you're, when you're that big and you can pass like that, nobody can do that. He's the same height as Wiggins and Oubre. And I think that showed on the screen. They're both like taller than they're all taller than Draymond <laughs> for what it's worth. But, uh, uh, you know, I was a little bummed Lamella didn't play well because I kind of, yeah. I could tell that certain Warrior fans and Warrior media people hadn't watched him because there was this assumption he just pounded the ball like Luca and like ran a hundred pick and rolls in a row. Ugh. And, yeah. you know, that's that kind of like, if you're not watching the game and you just see the highlights, so it's like, yeah, well, yeah, most of his highlights are out of pick and roll because that's a primary action, but he right. really doesn't is, dominate the ball at all. Even if you watch in Australia, his film's not like that in Australia. Like the coach, like I think that overseas helped him because they didn't let him have the ball all the time. He had to play in a system. They had to run offense. And I think that was why his numbers and the reason why his numbers were kind of down there. It was an adjustment to play style. I'm not going to have the ball all the time. I have to move. I have to work, work off the ball. They made him play a little defense. Like he's even like, if you look at the, the box score numbers, which I don't love defensive box score numbers, right. he's actually a plus defender uh, this year. And that's a bad defensive team in Charlotte right now, right? He so, had that key steal down the stretch. I mean, you can you can see it. It's it, the feel is there. He has enough feel to be a more than capable defender. Yeah, off the ball, he's got a lot. He's got a high. He's got a high ceiling off the ball as far as reading passing lanes, understanding right. where the ball's going. So, and and he's nineteen, just like Wiseman's nineteen. So it's like anything that's not there now. Like I said, how how much do you trust your coach? Which is he's got well, well, you you make a point that he was coached in Australia and he's being coached now. Borrego, who well, it just looks weird. Like what's with the hair and the beard combo? It's very odd. I think he, he should just let it. Let it know. Know. <laughs> oh, what's going on there? But like it it tells me that he can be coached though, right? Which tells me like if you're Steve Kerr, then then what's the, what's the dig here outside of you just don't like? By the, by the way, like Borrego Borrego is a Spurs guy he came right. he was a he was a pop assistant so it's like anything if you think it's like a culture thing with the with current stuff like he comes from the same culture same yeah, it, it, i think i appreciate bob Borrego. they they didn't give it to Lamelo right away he had to earn it Good and Lamelo start, actually right? earned it like he got to a point where i was like okay we can't play Devonte graham more than this kid anymore <laughs> yeah. it's, it's getting bad it's getting bad we can't play Devonte graham more than this kid anymore so I think from that point, I think they made LaMelo earn something and they made him try on defense. They made him have to run some offense. So I think playing for Borrego kind of earned him, kind of made Melo a little better. And even though if we wanted him to start a little sooner, having him having to climb up and achieve something, 
made him a better player or will, it will help him down the road as well. So I have the, one last topic I want to hit on if it's, if it's okay. Sorry, Andy. It's all good. Do you want to go, Andy? I, I was no. I was just gonna. Are you are you asking about a trade? Because that were that was where I was gonna. I was I was I was I was, I was I was I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say, if you're not. I was just gonna say, Andy. Speaking of that, yeah. if you're not sold on nineteen year old kids helping you, then don't. Keep That's the what I was, I was just gonna say. say. I was just gonna say yeah. that. Yeah. Because 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 what would you say? Yeah. So you can't say age. So my and I've said I tweeted. I think Sam retweeted it. You can't keep Wiseman and this Minnesota pick next year. You're doing Steph. And Draymond a disservice. More so Steph because he's still a top two player to me. He's the second best player in the league to me. So you can't you can't keep have a 20-year-old who's figuring himself out and then bringing another 19-year-old. Even I love Kaminga. I, I love Kaminga. <laughs> but I, you can't have him and Wiseman on the roster and say, yeah, yeah. Steph, go win number four, buddy, with this. You can't work like that. Yeah, my question was going to be mostly, okay, so they have James Wiseman. Um, but even if they had taken Lamelo, I think this is a fair question. I, exactly. Can those guys can those guys develop fast enough for this mm-hmm. team to compete for a title? With Steph Curry still as the best player in front and center, like he Steph's turning thirty three in three weeks. Uh, looks like he's probably gonna be you know playing at this level for at least a couple more years. Yeah, I agree. Thirty five, thirty six is I agree. Do and, they, is is it even possible? Because like everything, I, I have no doubt that Wiseman and Lamelo will be, you know, all star caliber players in this league. It's a question about when, right? Like we're seeing right. Zach Levine finally take that step to be an all star. Twenty six, year seven, twenty six. Yeah, so exactly. it's like, <laughs> my thing is go, go get Indiana's. My thing is Indiana's cheap, right? Get you a Miles Turner. Uh, the Bulls owner is cheap, you know. Try to give all your assets. And even if you got to throw in Ubre or Wiggins, here, send Levine over here. Right. So it's like try to you got to try to maximize the window. Even if it kind of sets you back in the future for the future, the guy Steph saved your franchise. Look at the 15 years before Steph Curry got there, the 40 <laughs> years before Steph got there. Right. Well, it's a laughing stock You're franchise, right. right? Like, no, no, just it just it just wasn't they always had yeah. fan support, but it just wasn't a good franchise. So you have to owe it to the guy who turns your franchise around. He's being loyal to you, right? You gotta, you gotta maximize his window. You have to. I, I and I think that's the the greater point is that as much as you want to debate Lamelo and Wiseman, it's like, man, neither of those guys are helping you win a title next season unless you I agree. unless you get a great unless you get a great player. So, yeah, maybe five years down the road. So you got thirty eight year old stuff being like like a super roided up Ray Allen for, right. for <laughs> Wiseman and coming Wiseman Kaminga and uh, I don't know, Deshaun Nix or some shit, right? Like right. maybe, maybe they can get him who knows. But, uh, but like that, that's, that's, I think the, where the Warriors want to be, but then it's like, if that's where you want to be, then you want to draft the best freaking players. <laughs> like right. then, then you want to, then you want to say LaMelo and like LaMelo and Kaminga next season would be amazing. Or Jalen Suggs and Wiseman, like, I don't know, but they've got a hit on them. Right, it's got to hit. And the thing, and my, and my thing is, I said this, you have to, you can't keep both those, those you can't. assets. You can't. So if you're going to, okay, <sighs> we're going to keep Wiseman, the Minnesota pick has got to go, right? And if you got to package your pick as well, you got to send both picks and you got to get a player that, okay, he can help us win right now. It's got to be one of those, it's got to be one or the other. You can't have both two kids, a 19 and 20 year old, and say, Steph, we're trying to go. You got to bring Clay off. Uh, torn ACL and an Achilles. You got Draymond getting older and less effective, and go ahead and take us on the deep playoff run. It's just, it's just not, it's not realistic. Yeah, yeah. And I, my and, scared, the, the scary part is the Warriors are trying to do both. It looks like, which is always never works. Almost. I think they think. I, well, I don't think. I think they've mentioned it. They want to be like the Spurs, who extended the window with the Kawhi pick. And my counter to that is they feel more like the Celtics. <laughs> Right, who could, not, who could not commit to, um, you know, they didn't want to trade Tatum or Brown, and we're seeing how good those guys are now. Right, but they also could have potentially won a title if they were willing to go all in on, let's just say, Anthony Davis or a player of that caliber to go with Horford and Kyrie and whatever the hell you know, whatever they right. have going. Right. Like they, they just they couldn't do it, and. For me, when I look at the Warriors, I think that's a much more realistic outcome than what the Spurs did, where they're going to keep developing these. They're just going to sit at that 50 win. We're good, but we're not great level because they won't go all in. 
Um, but but they have like the vet guys who are too good to, you know, be bad either. So it, it, the Spurs are in basketball no man's land. They got a really a bunch of good players, right? But right. they're never going to be bad enough to get the franchise changer like a Zion or a Luca or let's say a Kuminga or a Suggs. They'll get a whole bunch of 12, 13 level picks, right? Late lottery, late first round. They'll develop them into good players. If they get lucky and hit on a Kawhi again, Kawhi was the 15th pick, right? Next, they traded for him. So, yep. George Hill. Do you have faith, in, in your opinion, do you see a Kaminga <laughs> or a Suggs or Wiseman? Are any of those guys going to be as good as Kawhi Leonard got to be, in your opinion? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Kawhi Leonard got to where he partly because of where he was and who developed him, right? Not all of it, but partly. And Sam, who, do you and think? Do you trust the Warriors' development? Who's the exactly? Warriors? I mean, thank you. I got to give you, you know Juan Toscano Anderson. I'll give him credit. Like they're they're doing good things with him. He's seeing the game so much better than what he was when he first got there. He's legit. Okay, you got to give this guy seven, eight million dollars a year. If this Ooh. right. Ooh, and and my other my other thing that the thing the Warriors do exceptionally well is like guys like Wiggins. It's it's another reason they should right. be making a trade for someone like a Zach Levine. Who that's what I said. Levine, you get Levine with the Warriors. Like I like I Wiggins, but Levine is more talented. He's just, he's yeah. just more more dynamic with the ball yeah. in his hand, and he's a high volume, high effectiveness three point shooter. Which is Le- Wiggins is kind of like it's kind of forced this year. You know he's getting better at it. Right, he's a natural a natural score from there's a difference. There's a difference in their scoring ability. Right. That's why I kind of wanted y'all. I wanted you guys to save my boy BI from new Orleans. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you were supposed to, you were supposed to put in that word with the front office, man. (laughs) But (laughs) I mean, guys save that man. (laughs) That really is kind of who the warriors are best at these young, not super young. These players who are in their like mid twenties who've been in bad situations that don't optimize their talent that we know are better than, what they're showing like Brandon Ingram's exceptional good player, but like the new Orleans situations, just kind of a weird fit. And I, you could just see if he went to the warriors within three months, well, he's a superstar. Steph has too much help again. You know, like that's right. That's exactly how it goes. Here's my question for you guys, because I think this is the, honestly, the low key, the most realistic, uh, like not most, but semi-realistic option that the warriors can end up attaining. So Minnesota stinks again, right? Hey, we'll give you your pick back. We'll give you whatever this X and many assets outside the core. Send us car off any towns. You guys can go back into your full rebuild. Got Edwards. You got D'Lo. You got this, you know, this another high pick. Kuminga. Yeah. Kuminga, right. So how do you feel about Carl Anthony Towns possibly being the end? I think that is because Cat's got to be getting tired of, okay, I'm living in Minnesota. It's cold. And we're losing 60 games a year. And this is like six years of this, save the one year they and had he Jimmy fits, Butler. And he fits the profile of a guy who's way more talented than <laughs> right. his, his career is gone. Right. I so will I say, I will say, MT, MT2 brought him up in an article at, uh, on The Athletic, I think a year plus back. I will say this. I, I mean, I do it in a second. I mean, yeah, are you kidding me? Yeah. I was like, I mean, I, outside of AD, most talented, big, oh, okay, outside of AD and Embiid, the third most talented big in the NBA. I mean, Draymond might kill him. Right, but it's like, <laughs> like who, who, like whatever, like Draymond, like you're, you're damn near washed on offense. Like I don't think you get to talk that much. Like Conti Towns, I don't is, think I don't think Draymond forty percent from three. Yeah, I don't yeah, think Draymond saying a word to a center can shoot it like that. So yeah. Draymond forty percent from on three. Yeah, that, that's what yeah. I, I that's what I thought because I think Beal's pretty much he's made it clear he wants to stay with the Wizards. He's with that yeah. team for the long run. Obviously, that can change. Obviously, we saw with AD. I'm going to sign. Then I'm going to ask. We also him. know the Warriors. I mean, they they would view him as too small. They'd be like, right. "Yeah, we don't want him and Steph together." They, they, right, they right. over. So, so they they that wouldn't be the guy they'd go right. for. So Levine six seven. We don't know how the Bulls are going to proceed going forward. They're a mid, middling playoff team. He's only twenty six. He is up due for an extension in the next couple of years. So I don't know how that the owner is notoriously cheap going back to right. the Michael Jordan days. So we don't know. But I, I feel like Carl Anthony Towns. Cause you're talking about Minnesota having a, they're, they're the only team in the Western conference who's already out of it already. Everybody else is within the play in game. They're like 10 games back. So I, the, think, yeah. I, I mean, you guys just got me thinking how funny it would be if Steph won a title with Levine Wiggins and Carl Anthony towns, considering I mean, Minnesota passed on it. <laughs> See, that's, that's the part. That's the poetry of it. Yeah. That would be I true mean, light years right there. 
with with Minnesota, you can sell yourself on Anthony Edwards, Kate Cunningham, and, and James Wiseman. That's what I mean, they should sell themselves. That's nice. (laughs) Like that is, it's a small market. You're cheap. You don't want a super max cat, right? Cat's probably going to walk in free agency. You're probably, he's going to be on the walking before you figure it out. Anyway, that's that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, I I think that's the, of all the stars who could be dangled at some point. In the next year or so. I'm wondering if, if cat is the, is the real, I'm, I'm looking around the league because, um, the Bucks, I think Giannis is gonna they're gonna they're gonna try a coaching change first before they talk about moving him. And he that's, signed that's, five years. It's he hard is five years course. exactly. It'll be a couple of years before we get there. Exactly. And all, who else you got? Vucevic in Orlando. He's kind of like homeless man, Car Anthony Towns, right? And just around the league, there's nobody else. Steve will probably like him. Like him. <laughs> Oh, Steve! Come on, man. Steve! No, no, no. I'm saying I'm saying move his feet at all. (laughs) Yeah, that's. There's an iron. There's an irony to Kerr being a um, a small guard whose only role uh, in the NBA was because he could shoot the ball, and like he just loves size and defensive ability more. Yeah, that's funny, right? That's hilarious how that's working. I was like, you saw your usefulness as a even as a one trick pony. You freaking hit a shot to win a playoff, the NBA Finals, and still it's like. "Mm." Michael Motor, Michael Motor can really shoot, but he yeah. just <laughs> Give me he can't do anything. <laughs> yeah, Michael Motor would just stick to shooting and nothing else. But uh, right. yeah, no, that's uh, yeah, no. anyway. All right, we'll leave it there, Maples. We appreciate you. You want to plug anything before we get out of here? Nah, man. Just you know, subscribe, follow Temple of Hoop. You know, Google, Spotify, iTunes. Follow, subscribe. We just joined the, you know, the Blue Wire family. So, you know. Hell yeah. Hopefully you could uh, get, get, get popping, you know. That's just, you know, trying to grow it every week. I right, appreciate you, man. Congrats, man.